Hello everyone, this is Philippa, resident dramaturg for the California Shakespeare Theatre and co-dramaturg for Romeo and Juliet. A beautiful adaptation of Shakespeare's play presented in a world premiere on our CalShake stage at the Bruns. It's adapted by KJ Sanchez and Karen Zacharias, who is the most frequently staged playwright in America today. And it's directed by KJ Sanchez, who you may remember as director also of our wondrous Quiote Nuevo, which was also another world premiere. I wanted to present to you a few thoughts entitled Before You Go that you may want to consider as you watch our production. Though most of us might know Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet to be first and foremost the world's most famous love story, this love is telescoped through a landscape of violence. And the violence sharpens that love, makes it imperiled from the start. There are two feuding families, the Capulets and the Montagues, the source of whose enmity no one can remember but everyone feels. And I'll venture to suggest that the love between Romeo and Juliet blossoms in all its persistent, fragile beauty because of this ancient grudge between the two families. Like a flower that peeps up between shards of intense, overheated hostility, this blossom of love is like a miracle as, in a sense, is all passionate love, but a miracle that can be trampled beneath the overheated frenzy of violence mixed with the cold wash of despair, abandonment and desperation. Many of us may have felt a love that, when it's lost, can make us fear that there's no point to life, that there's no tomorrow. But in this world of Verona, where people do die all the time, and we're told of multiple deaths, and we can see multiple deaths, in this world, death comes far too readily to the two young lovers who don't yet have the age and experience to know that life can go on after the greatest loss. And neither of them has parents who can teach them prudence. Their biological parents are ensnared in blinding enmity. And their adoptive parents, the friar and the nurse, try but don't have the power or authority to protect this love and these two lovers. Early in his career, at the age of 26 or 27, Shakespeare was already preoccupied with the theme of emotional blindness, societal blindness, and with mishearing what we ought to understand. In our production, I'd love you to consider three layers of creativity. The first being that created by Shakespeare, Verona, Europe in 1593. And he was also drawing on sources like that by Arthur Brooks in his narrative poem, Romeus and Juliet. 
But let's consider Shakespeare's layer as the first one for our purposes. So Verona, Europe, an Italian city-state. The second layer being Verona, California in 1848, still at that point, part of Mexico. And Arinda, California in 2022. And in these three different layers, these three different times and places, what are the women doing and feeling? What are women permitted to do? In Shakespeare's time in the 1590s, women were still deemed to be a husband's property, hence the word husband, which meant to curate your property, including your wife and daughters. In Alta California as well, 1848 Verona, California was hot, full of machismo, male preeminence, with women bolstering their men's positions and raising their children to be part of their colonizing mission. Today, in 2022, we still haven't managed to get a woman president, but we do have a black woman as vice president. So we've gotten somewhere more equitable. But in all times and places, women have fought, often secretly, to have lives worth living. Subjugated people who are born into their subjugation sometimes take this condition as normal. But no person who hears of liberation elsewhere is content to ignore challenges to their own confinement, even if they experience these challenges as unfamiliar, unwelcome, even if they fight to reinforce their received subordination they are still responding to a call from outside. So now think of the women in Shakespeare's time. Since the invention of the printing press, many women had learned to read, particularly women of Juliet's station. They were pushing to be more than possessions. And Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet reflects that very push. Juliet, unlike many of her contemporaries, but like many others of her class, has been brought up to read. Her mother specifically likens her suit of Paris in an analogy to a book. Juliet can read. She has been raised to exercise her mind and therefore to exercise her imagination. She wants to experience love, passion, commitment and she also wants to separate from the authority of her parents and surely it's no coincidence that at the Capulet party she specifically chooses a stranger. She's at a party full of her tribe and she stops brought up short by this stranger, this part of an enemy family and the knowledge of this enmity from which Romeo comes increases Juliet's determination rather than quelling it and it does the same for Romeo. So Shakespeare's Juliet is a girl that we can consider already pushing at the boundaries of accepted 
forms of confinement. She will not be governed by her father, as so many of her contemporaries are. Now think of the other two layers in this textured and fascinating staging that you will see on your visit to the Bruns. Our director KJ Sanchez has taken Juliet's independence even further. With Karen Zacharias, she has built and cast a Juliet who not only wishes to move out of her family home and to build a life bridge with the enemy, this Juliet wants to build that life with a woman. Women's attraction to women is not new, but today in California in 2022, it doesn't have to hide beneath layers of illegality and ideas of social aberration as it once did. The costumes in our production reflect the world of Alta California in 1848 with the huge elaborate dresses that hide much of a woman's body and constrain her freedoms. But today, in 2022, we can see these constraints. We can feel the pressure on a woman's body in that huge layered dress in the heat. And yet, today, we can resist such constraints, wearing perhaps t-shirt and shorts to the theatre. And we want a woman to fly free and to reach for the very stars that Juliet sees when she imagines her lover's presence peppering the night sky. So here, on our stage, I like to imagine Zacharias and Sanchez as joining with William Shakespeare to offer us a portrait of what that freedom could look like. Yes, it's an imperiled freedom. It requires a lot of secrecy, but it is the freedom to love who you want to love. The freedom to see yourself as a person living on this earth for a brief time who feels the call of needs and passions and who answers that call. And because of the freedom we have today, or the relative freedom, we can look at those constraining dresses so beautifully created by costume designer Jesse Amoroso and at the incredible scenic world created by Tanya Oriana. And we can hear the music of Alta California mixed so brilliantly with the sounds of today by sound designer Madeline Alden. And how can we not root for this young girl, this Juliet, who is here for her own brief time on this earth, her own brief run on our stage at the Bruns, who is in love with another woman, and who does not in 2022 have to displace this love onto inherited enmity or gossip or social meddling as intelligent, passionate women lovers often had to restrict themselves to doing in the past. This, our Romeo and Juliet, is a love story fed through the story of Alta California and emerging on a Californian stage today. A world where passion runs high and hot. 
a world where men may strive to preserve their entitlements, but a world where women now dare to challenge male entitlement, going so far as to love another woman and to want to marry her. Welcome, everybody, to Romeo et Juliet. And we can't wait to have you join us at the Bruns.